0: Hi and welcome. This is Nibbles in Space with me, Malcolm McDonald. Although space notionally begins around 80 to 100 kilometers up, it doesn't just suddenly become an empty vacuum. Instead, the space environment is complex and hostile. As altitude increases and atmospheric density decreases, the atmosphere becomes increasingly rarefied, meaning the distance between individual molecules becomes bigger. This means that an individual molecule will travel further and further as altitude increases before it collides with another molecule. The Earth's atmosphere has an effect on all spacecraft up to at least 500 kilometers, but on occasion to over a thousand kilometers. And the most noticeable effect is drag, which scrubs off orbit energy causing the spacecraft to lose altitude. Spacecraft orbital velocities result in high energy impacts with atmospheric molecules, causing things like oxygen erosion, which can be a really serious problem and over the years can cause some materials to completely disintegrate. Physical impacts on spacecraft come from two main sources, meteoroids and debris from other space activities. In low earth orbit, the greater risk is from debris. Meteoroids are small particles orbiting in interplanetary space, often fragments of comets or asteroids. And Saturn's rings are a special case of these particles. And when a meteoroid hits the atmosphere, it becomes a meteor or a shooting star. Physical impacts on a spacecraft, even from tiny particles, can be devastating. Meteoroid impact velocities average between 20 and 30 kilometers per second, but can be as high as 500 kilometers per second. Meanwhile, space debris impacts are typically around 10 kilometers per second. And for context, a high velocity bullet will travel at around one kilometer per second. And physical impacts cause effects ranging from pitting to creating holes and even total destruction. Electric and magnetic fields exist around most bodies in space, including the Earth and the Sun. Mars, the Moon and Venus don't really have significant magnetic fields and Mercury's is very weak. Space also contains a number of plasma environments. Plasma being one of the four fundamental states of matter alongside gas, liquid and solid. And plasma is likely the most abundant form of matter in the universe, yet it's probably the one you know least about. Like gas, a plasma does not have a shape or a limited volume. Unlike a gas, plasma can conduct as well as produce electricity and can produce and respond to magnetic fields. The solar wind is a neutral plasma flowing approximately outwards from the sun and interacting with the sun's magnetic field. When the solar wind impacts earth's atmosphere, it causes it to heat up and expand, meaning the atmosphere's density varies over time. The ionosphere is a region of the Earth's upper atmosphere from about 60 kilometers to about 1,000 kilometers in altitude, and it's ionized by solar radiation. And it's typically a comparatively dense, cold plasma. Above the ionosphere is a hot plasma of low density, but high energy. And these particles reach down to the Earth's atmosphere at high latitudes, calling the auroras or Northern and Southern lights. And auroras are also regularly observed at other planets, including Jupiter and Saturn. Ultraviolet and extreme ultraviolet radiation is absorbed by the Earth's atmosphere, but in space can change the surface chemistry of materials. Meanwhile, infrared radiation, which mostly comes from the sun, is a major source of thermal effects on spacecraft and these thermal effects, that is keeping the spacecraft components at the correct temperature, are one of the most important environmental concerns for spacecraft. Trapped within the Earth's magnetic field are high energy electrons and protons, the so-called radiation or Van Allen belts. Other forms of radiation include galactic cosmic rays, that is high energy particles originating outside the solar system. And solar particle events, which are mostly protons, emitted by the sun into interplanetary space by a coronal mass ejection. So that's an explosion of plasma from the sun released into the solar wind. And trapped radiation and solar particle events are the two major natural radiation sources of concern to spacecraft engineers. This radiation will cause material characteristics and electrical parts to slowly degrade with time, but can also cause sudden glitches, such as single event upsets produced in an integrated circuit when a single charged particle passes through, causing a change of state. That is, it flips a zero to a one, leading to data loss or to incorrect commands. And this type of error can be detected through error correction algorithms in onboard software. And actually, similar algorithms are used in electronics on Earth to counter the effects of things like cosmic rays that penetrate the atmosphere. Another serious concern can be buried charging, where particles penetrate the spacecraft and charge internal structures causing arcing inside the spacecraft. At Earth, at least two and a half millimeters of aluminum shielding is needed to prevent this. And this is typically enough shielding to reduce the effects of other types of radiation damage. So, yes, the space environment is complex and hostile, and building a spacecraft can be hard. This was a nibble in space with me, Malcolm McDonald. For a little more of a nibble on this with some visuals, Why not visit spaceprof.xyz or subscribe to the podcast for future nibbles. In the next nibble, we'll munch and muse just how do you move around in space?